You and I have locked horns quite a lot down the years with various fundraisers and charity things. Um, and I think the last time I saw you was at um, was it the the West the, the Viv Richards dinner I think at Lords where we were talking about sorting out a golf day. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you're still involved in all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we still do uh, my own events. Uh, me and my uh, wife. I mean, we've uh, raised a lot of money and well over a million quid now for charity. Um, so we do a lot of uh, stuff. Um, it's been difficult the last. Uh, 18 months we do a thing for Care for Wild where my wife's an ambassador and, and I am too and we brought out our own wine which is for charity with Fejonier Corpstitch uh, which is winning awards left, right and centre which is very pleasing and it's raising obviously good money. Where do I get hold of some of that? But you get it online at Slurp or Jascots uh, which are two online wine retailers, quite popular wine retailers where I get all my wine from anyway, so um, <laughs> they're, just top, they're just topping up anyway, so uh, it's perfect. Excellent. Um, so obviously you've been knee-deep in the hundreds. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. I know I'm working on it now, and I'm employed by Sky to work on it, and when it first came out, I was excited, but I was also cautious of uh, the future, and I'm a massive fan of Test cricket. I'm a massive fan of county cricket. Of T20. I was there when he played the first one in 2003. I was there when I played the first T20 International at the Rose Bowl 2005. Oh, I remember that. And Yeah, and I remember in 2003 when it started. We all had a laugh and joke about it, saying, what is this? We used to play this when we were 12, <laughs> 20 cricket. And, and look how it's taken off around the world, right? So it's always going to be a problem because you've got the purists, and I understand why I love the game, uh, love the traditions of it. But you also got to think about trying to get more people involved. And I didn't agree with some of the strap lines, like, oh, yeah, we can, we're trying to attract a market of um, women and their children. What's wrong with women and children and their husbands and their families? I mean, that's, mm. that's cricket for me. And if it's grabbing a new audience, so be it. Um, I think it's been very successful. But on the other side of it, I would also say... Cricket is cricket, whether it's 10 balls, 100 balls, 120 balls, 140 balls, 50 overs, test match, carry cricket. If the sun is shining and it's an opportunity to have a day out and have a cold beer while watching a bit of cricket, people are going to go. So I've been not surprised by the people that have gone to watch it at all. Um, it's been a huge success. I agree with you as well. It's going to take some time to find its feet. Um, you know, the whole thing is, is experimental. I, th I think it's, it's even in just the short time it's been running, it's, it's progressed already. I mean, some of the games are really exciting as the players seem to get to grips with how to play it. And then next year, you hopefully will have the big name international stars adding to the fun. It's definitely, it's not going away, is it? No, it's not going away. I mean, the ECB have put a lot of money and a lot of love and care into it. So... Uh, they're not going to just throw it away now. I think when I do look around and I see some of the size of the staff they've got, I think there's a lot of wasted money still going out, swishing around the teams and, and things like that. But when he has got the real international stars, it, a lot of it has spice to it. Um, 
He's slightly been spoiled this year by the lack of international greats uh, that have come over, but it's understandable. Covid struck the world, hasn't it? Yeah. And some guys are not wanting to travel, and when you can get over a million dollars to play in the IPL and um, four of a million dollars to play in the uh, PSL and Big Bash, people are not so bothered about travelling for sixty or seventy or eighty grand. I know it sounds bluff, but they're not going to travel for that sort of money if they don't have to. They, they're praying for the, the big bucks, which is the IPL and the PSL and the Big Bash. They pay slightly better than the 100 at this moment in time. I quite like the, um, I don't know if you call it the marketing whatever, but the fact that at these 100 games, they've tried to make it a different atmosphere. You know, the, the DJs, the sort of more, um, more noise and fun and more of a party atmosphere. And I quite like as well the way that the uh, the coverage from you boys in the media, that it seems very, very relaxed and light-hearted in the commentary box, which is a nice angle to see. You guys look like you're enjoying yourselves. Absolutely. I, I think that's important. Um, it has to be different. Well, it is different because it changed the amount of balls, doesn't it? T20, which has been a huge success for many years, right? And people love it. The 100 um, had to be somewhat different. The coin toss in the DJ booth has been great. Uh, people, people have loved the DJ. Um, I think it's added to it without a doubt. You've seen the kits that have been in the grounds in their colours. I think the colours of the, the teams have been a huge success. Uh, really bright, energetic. Uh, and kids like that, right? Listen, I'm 51, mate, coming next month. And, and I like um, the pastel colours, you know what I mean? I still wear them. I still think I'm a teenager. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's really worked. And um, it is about having fun. I, the way I played the game was about fun. And it's important that they see people on the pitch having fun and they see people in the commentary box. Although giving analysis. But try and keep it. I think one thing we've tried to do, or I've tried to do in commentary, is explain things a bit more. Yeah, you have. Radio and, t- radio and TV is totally different. You So you describe every single ball, what's happening, who's hit it, who's fielded it, where's it gone, what the atmosphere's like, everything. In cricket, you tend to, in uh, TV uh, commentary, you tend to let the pictures do the talking, right? But you've got to remember, if we're attracting a new audience, there's a lot of them don't quite understand it. So I've kind of tried, me personally, I've tried to go in between say a little bit more than I normally would on TV without not saying as much as I do on radio. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yes. I think, I think I've got it right. I've had good feedback and uh, I think people have enjoyed my commentary because I've, I've always going to have a little bit of humour and the way I am. And, and I don't hold back. I don't... I have to say it from the heart. I don't go with a company line. I've always said it what I feel. And... And I hope it comes across like that when I do the commentary. So, um, and I think people have liked that. Well, they have. I'm also curious that, um, you know, Charlie Dagnall, Darren Sammy, Dennis Carr, I've seen some dance moves going on in the box, Ebony as well. But I'm just wondering... I'm staying away, I'm staying away, mate. You're telling me... I was going to say, you're telling me the 2005 winner of Strictly can't show these boys how to move properly. Well, mate, listen, three times champion. Um, <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've given up uh, totally. I've got a metal leg, um, eight metal screws in my femur, which is obviously through dancing and cricket and skiing over the years and cycling. 
and it's now time to just let everybody else carry on with the dancing. <laughs> I'll stick to I'll stick to enjoying myself and socialising and and doing what I do the best. Oh no, you're a top man, um, and 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 your enthusiasm. Is, uh, is is completely infectious. I think you've always come across that way. You're enjoying your cricket when you've played. Always a big-hearted player, big smile on your face, you know, living the dream almost, you know, like a little kid that smile on your face. Yeah. Yes, I, am, I, am living, I am living the dream, you know. I, I mean, sometimes I have to give myself a slap around the head um, just to remind myself, oh, look, I am. I played cricket uh, for many years, played sport as a younger player, I wanted to be a footballer, didn't quite work out. Rotherham. To be a cricketer. Yeah, I turned out to be a cricketer, which went quite well, uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, I got struck down at my peak, if I'm honest, uh, with injury. But I've always tried to remain positive and have a lots of energy in anything I do. And to get back into cricket, you know, I've been working at TalkSport now for 13 years and I love it. I, I, if I didn't love it, I still wouldn't be there, right? And I've learnt a lot in broadcasting over the years. But just to get back for a short period doing cricket, something I absolutely adore and love, and it's been great. And it, you need it now and again. You just need a reminder on what you love and and how much it means here. And um, I've really enjoyed the last uh, two weeks. I've got four, four two, five games to go, uh, and I'm looking forward to every one of them. Well, ten games to go, but five days. Yeah. Now, you give so much back as well. For, um... You know, we've talked about the charity stuff, but I'm, I'm also interested in what you're doing with the PCA, where you, you've become involved there, because um, the mental side of the game is a big thing these days, and the PCA do a lot to help cricketers, current and past, that sort of help with the tougher mental side of the game. Do you want to just say a few words about uh, what you're doing there? Yeah, I mean, the PCA um, do a lot of great things, and um, again, while you're playing... Um, you don't really need them unless something goes wrong. But when it does go wrong, they are there to support you uh, and guide you with advice and put you um, in the right direction, point you in the right direction. Uh, whether it's people that have got illness in their family, their children, their wife, um, whether they retired cricketers who have had injury, uh, we, we know of high-profile cases like Alan Eagleston who played for England, a brain tumour. Um, they support as much as they possibly can. Mental health is a huge, huge thing that the PCA have got involved in, and it's so important to so many people. I'm lucky I understand mental health. My wife works uh, within that industry. She does a lot of things to help people with anxiety uh, and breathwork technique and... Uh, and, and stuff like that. So I understand uh, what it can do and what it uh, what it means to people to get support and have someone to talk to. And being on the board at the PCA is the way I can give back through my experiences over many many years, uh, starting out in cricket uh, to be an international cricketer, and then transforming my life after cricket to be successful in broadcasting and and what I've done and. If I can help anybody in any way, uh, cricket, I've always said I will do my very best and do what I can to help. And being with the PCA and understanding how it works a little bit more, hopefully can help other people. Uh, be open to talk, uh, especially on that mental health side. I've been 
Uh, well, listen, I'm lucky. It's not happened to me personally, but two of my closest friends um, who I went away on holiday with seven other boys, uh, lads, two years ago, I would now uh, sadly, well, they, they commit suicide. Oh. In the last two year, last two years, well, last year and a half, and they're two of my closest friends. So, yeah, it's really, really sad, and, and that hurts like crazy still. But for these who are yeah. purely, we could have helped in some way, um, and it's about talking. Sometimes nobody knows what's going on in someone's head or their personal life until it's too late. And like I said, to, I know it's serious this, but to try and encourage people to talk, it's it's so important. That uh, it's uh, it's a very important subject, and uh, and and it's great that you're you're committing so much time to it. On a more upbeat note, uh, I was just curious as to what was a great a moment for you taking a hat trick against the Aussies at the SCG or signing for Essex. Well, I flew my helicopter when I signed for Essex, which was great. <laughs> uh, but um, realistically, I mean, obviously, yeah. a personal moment was yeah. the hat trick against Australia. It was. The only one of the century, the last one was 1899, I think. Mine was in 1999. Or, uh, and there's not been one since by an Englishman in Australia. If you could pick one, one team to do it against and where it to be, it obviously would be against Australia or in Australia, wouldn't it? So, yes, again, I find myself in that situation where I've been on Africa so many times uh, in international cricket. But that was the one time it happened for me. Uh, it was an unbelievable delivery yeah. <laughs> uh, to get that third one. Um, I'd like to say I meant to bowl it, but I didn't. Uh, but it's um, hey, it's, it's there forever. And um, in Africa against Australia at the SCG, Woods, it's always going to be a personal highlight. I mean, I can't, I can't take that away. Oh, that's that's real dreamland stuff. Unbelievable. I remember staying up late to watch that, and uh, yeah. I think I was almost as pleased as you were running around the living room. Yeah, well, most people at the who were in Sydney had missed it. They'd all left because it was about six o'clock at night, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think most people had left for the uh, well, the bed, breakfast, and evening meal uh, lodgings. They had to go back. Uh, so <laughs> most people missed it, including my family, who had always gone back to the hotel. <laughs> and we and we touched on your time at Essex. Um, that, that was uh, that was a, 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 a good old team that you walked into back in, was it 2004 you joined? Uh, yeah, they said a good team um, that was really enjoying my time there. Um, obviously, I'm a Yorkshireman, I'm a proud Yorkshireman, and I went back to Yorkshire to finish my career. But, you know, those three years out at Essex were great. Met some great people. The supporters were fantastic to me over that three-year period. We had success on the pitch. We had a great one-day side. Um... So I, I can't do anything but say happy memories of my time at Essex, and uh, uh, I say it's a great club, and I do wish him the best. But I'm a proud Yorkshireman, you know. And, oh yeah. It was sad, sad to leave Yorkshire, but to go back and finish my career there for two years was 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 also great. I was sad to leave Essex, but to go back as captain of Yorkshire for that last final two years and a final bye bye was superb as well you know what I mean I would say my last five years and my first three years were the most brilliant times as a cricketer they were fantastic when I first started as a professional 
and the last five were, were outstanding. The last, my three at Essex and two at Yorkshire. I loved every minute of it. That was fantastic. Uh, and, and then since then, obviously, you know, you've kept yourself busy, you kept going. Talk sport, well, how long is it now? Six, 17 years, did you say you've been doing? No, 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 no. 13. 13 oh, years. 13, sorry. I've been looking three World Cups. Uh, I think it's three European Championships. I've been around the world watching football. Um, I love sport. I am sport, Billy. I love boxing. I love uh, golf. I love football. Uh, I love cricket. Um, they're my main sports. In F1, uh, they're my main sports. But I follow everything. I'm, I'm just a sport, Billy. And um, to be working at TalkSport, they've been great to me over the years. And I get to talk about all different sports from a fan's point of view, because that's what it's about. It's a debate station. People sometimes get confused, thinking you've got to be a professional to talk about it. No. It's called TalkSport, and it's a debate station where you ring in and chat about sport. Simple. And you've got a good relationship with Adrian Darham. I, I listen to the show regularly, and uh, it's really enjoyable. It is. I've done drive down with Adrian for so long. There's slight changes going on now uh, within the industry, and um, uh, Adrian's going slightly down a different route with what he's doing on his broadcasting. We know he goes around the grounds on a Saturday. He's now doing that midweek, which is absolutely superb. Uh, so I'll still be working with Aid, but just not as much. So it might be one day a week I'm working with Aid on drive. And there'll be a bit of a mix-up uh, there and, and thereabouts. And I'll be doing other stuff, stuff as well within the, station, within the station. So there's a lot of things going on at the minute, a lot of changes, which sometimes needs freshening up. And I'm excited about the future. Well, sounds great. And before you go, um, I just wanted to ask you about Collier's powerful Welsh cheddar. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was unbelievable. Um, so literally, I got asked about what my favourite food is, and I said, cheese, and I just said it off the top of my head, Collier's Welsh cheddar, I love it. Uh, and the owner of it, Teresa Kerr, bless her, she's not with us anymore, she was listening when I said it on radio, and she sent me a block. Well, a, a box of well cheddar, which was like, oh my, my word, <laughs> that went down a tree. Um, and then they asked me to be a brand ambassador, which uh, I was for about four years. I did an advert in Welsh for them, and uh, uh, I was on the pack on the in a miner's helmet on a special edition pack. They did, and they were great company, great people. Um, and um, like I say, unfortunately, uh, the lady passed away to cancer, but she was a terrific lady. Um, they're still going. I still eat their cheese. <laughs> and, um, and I still have a great relationship with the company. Um, listen, I can't say a bad word about them. They were absolutely superb, and their cheese is great. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I just don't get paid to talk about it now, but I still... I, it doesn't matter. I would still say it's the absolute bee's knees uh, because it's something I always enjoyed before I became an ambassador, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> before I let you go, I need uh, a musical choice from you, please, uh, Goffy. We, we play music on the show as well as talk cricket, and we always ask our guests for a track. Have you got anything? A track? Well, you know something? Music for me, I listen it. But I'm not one of these people who likes one specific type of music. I love Robbie Williams, uh, but I love Westlife. I know people are going to laugh at my music choices. But can I have a song that represents my cricket? And Sky did this song 
to my greatest moments in the cricket field when I retired. It's called Walking on Sunshine. I think it's Katrina and the Waves. It's an absolutely belt-over song. And I used it as my first E20 song as well. So, fantastic song. I'm just glad he didn't say anything by Mark Butcher. No, Butcher's good, but not that good. <laughs> All right, Goffey, listen, absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I'll let you go on drive safely and uh, enjoy uh, the Emirates Headingley. Or Emerald Headingley. Emerald Headingley. Emerald, Emirates, old chap, but don't dare swear at me. They're playing Manchester Originals uh, YouTube game for me. Obviously, I've got to sub out the Northern Superchargers. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, tomorrow, on Friday, I've got Trent Rockets versus um, uh, Birmingham Phoenix. A massive, massive game. I'm back at Trent Rockets on Sunday. Mate, I'm really enjoying it. Um, cricket, it, I love cricket, mate. It's a great game. Brilliant to talk to you. Many thanks for giving us your time, and I'll let you crack on. No problem. Take care, mate.